Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ladies and gentlemen, two men from opposite ends of the physical, cultural, and emotional spectrums. Flats and Shanks. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 14. I'm going to stop doing the numbers at some point, so I don't know what number it is. It doesn't matter. The, the latest episode of our podcast. I'm David Flatman. And I'm Tom Shanklin. Hi, Tom. Hi, David. All right? Um, I'm all right. I'm a little bit tired, mate. Yeah, we're going to come to that. I know exactly why. Um, yeah, I've been working. That's what I've been doing. Grafting, yeah. yeah. Sounded grim, actually. Yeah, uh, we are coming to you this week from... I would say my kitchen, but it's um, what, it's what I like. To, what they call in America, they call it a super room. It's, yeah, a ki- it's a kitchen diner. I can't work out where the kitchen ends and the dining room starts. It's that big, and the bliss begins. Yeah, yeah. you could easily roll a blade around here. Yeah, uh, that's an exaggeration. It's not. Um, there, there is. We are in basically my kitchen. So behind Shanks is my dishwasher, but I am unwilling to turn that off for this podcast because it's faulty. Um, and it might not come back to life. And you also have a nice bath shirt of your own put up. Yeah. Standard. Yeah, now look, um, everyone's different. I went for years, been living in this house about three and a half years now. And until then, I had never had a rugby picture, jersey, one of my many, many trophies or medals hanging up. I'd never had England caps or anything like that hanging up. Um, all of my England caps would have taken up a whole wall, if you include schoolboys and A's. Yeah, and twenty ones, Colts, um, County, County Sevens, Universities, um, but I, I did actually when we moved in here, I did. My wife was adamant we should have something on there because rugby has played such a big part in our lives, not just mine. Yeah. So I said I will fight. I've got one. I've given every single bit of kit I've ever had has gone given away because I'm a great guy. Um, should have sold it really and gone on holiday. Anyway. 
Um, but I kept the jersey from 0304 in Bath because that was the f- my favourite ever season of playing rugby. Did it actually fit you that shirt? Because it, it looks, has it been pulled tight or is that an actual shirt? I, there is a good chance that wouldn't fit me now. When I arrived at Bath, I was about 110 kilos. And when I retired, I was about 123, 125. Ah, okay. But yeah. I believe it or not, I was leaner at the end than I was at the start. Stress. Stress. Yeah. Yeah. And smoking, just really, you know, aggressive rollies, lots and lots of rollies. <laughs> um, these, little, these little hands of mine. Anyway, um, we're in my kitchen. Shanks has made the trek over from Cardiff. Took you about two hours, didn't it? Yeah, traffic's bad, especially when you want to meet here at nine o'clock in the morning yeah um, yeah traffic I'm, everywhere I'm a busy but, guy busy guy but I love traffic it's fine I love sitting yeah. in traffic yeah it's alright like nothing more um, so tell us uh, we'll talk about what's going to be on the show if you want or we can just let's just talk about what you've been doing uh, over the last few days because it's Tuesday morning here everyone where we are and yes. the weather is grim um, but why are we doing this on Tuesday and not on normal Sunday night or Monday Tom because like you Dave I've had a busy day working a busy weekend sorry mm. working been flat out, mate. Just trooping. Just doing the media stuff, was it? Yeah, Usual. yeah. Just a bit of media stuff in Dubai. Oh, oh. did I just say it? Over in, <laughs> over in Dubs. Yeah, yeah. All right. So talk to me. What it was? <clears throat> well, the company, my company. Um, it's also Pete Leckie's and Reese Blumberg's. We we are called LS Media. Hang on, Reese Blumberg being the boyfriend of Jules, who produces and edits this podcast for us. She's a really good professional, but we give, as you all know, we give her absolute crap to work with in terms of sound quality. We give her nothing. Yeah. She actually has to work very hard to get if you, us to sound yeah. like this. If you, could hear, if you could hear this podcast before Jules gets her hands on it, you wouldn't listen. So, so anyway, yeah. we took a tour party over to Dubai for the seven. So we put a package together, of yeah. flights, accommodation, seven, stuff in the evening... And we sold it in Cardiff and took over around 20 people. So when you say stuff in the evening... Yes, mate. Ballroom dancing, what did you do over there? <laughs> um, well, first night we went to a Royal Marines charity dinner, which was really good. And Joe Roth spoke. Oh, yeah. He's good, apparently. He is good. He yeah. tells a really good story about... He is the only person still, I believe that has scored two tries in a test against the Lions. Okay. Yes. That'll do it. Yeah. I, I remember him being really hairy. Is he still really hairy? His arms were quite hairy, but he didn't take his top off. So, And oh, I, saw, I saw a little bit of the back hair as well. You know, the neck mm. hair that extends down to the back. That'd make you so hot in dubs, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, he, he was wearing all white. Um, yeah. So he looked yeah. a bit like a shake. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, the, so, the first, so that was dinner on the first night and we had... So we had loads of Thatchers around the table, cider, because basically the guy organising the dinner, a guy called David Skidmore, loves cider. Loves Does anyone ever call him Skidmark? <laughs> Skidders. Skidders. Yeah. Other cider is available, it's just not as tasty, yeah. and it's not from near Bath either. Um, no, it's not. So we went there, and then we went to a place called Zero Gravity then in the evening, which I'd booked a table there, and we saw a guy um, called... Subfocus. Now, oh, someone yeah. asked me. Someone oh. asked me. Oh, do you know Subfocus? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, my homeboy. Yeah, yeah. Never, never heard of him. I thought he was someone from Mortal Kombat. Yeah, but he was actually really good. Was he? What was he like? A rapper or something? Um, he was a DJ, mate. DJ. A DJ. Or was he an MC or a DJ? No, he's a DJ, and then there's. Um, I think there's an MC then as well. Okay. You know, like saying stuff like "Listen to the bass injection this way, that way, every direction." Yeah. Yeah. Darkness. Yeah. 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 
proper dark um, beats. Yeah. So we went there and it was it was pretty decent to be honest, mate. You know, they had a smoke machine. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Love that. Flashing lights. Any strobes. foam? Any foam? If you, you know, it, it had to have a sign there for epilepsy because of the amount of lights that are coming down there. Okay. It was just incredible. Any of your crowd epileptic? No, no. Incredibly sweaty. A lot of my crowd were. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's hot out there. And Bubs, I'm... who's called, who's Pete Lecker, we call him Bubs, did not stop dancing. Has he got a real name, hours. Bubs? I never knew he had a yeah. real name. Yeah. Yeah. Um, four hours he danced solid for. He was the sweatiest bloke there. Yeah, but he'd be he'd be six inches shorter than me and a stone heavier, wouldn't he? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Probably. Horrible Nick. Like, never going to make 50. That's why I think I look at him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, mate, it was good. It was a very good sevens. So when you say you took some people out there, this is, this is work for you. Yes. So your company, we uh, do name the company, please. LS Media. LS Media. What other companies are? That's it. Yeah. Um, so we do sport and events, hospitality. Okay. Yeah. Dinners. Okay. That sort of stuff. So you take a lot of people, pay you yes. a set amount. Yes. And ideally, you make a couple of quid off it and have a great time. Yes. Is it quite? Is it a load of like proper rugger buggers um, and you know blazers and ties that have a proper rugger tour, or is it a load of Welsh psychopath semi-alcoholics? You can't go to Dubai and not drink, really. For the <laughs> you probably can. Well, and not yeah. for the sevens. No, there's no, no point. Not for the sevens. So even I mean, Jace yeah. Robinson has a drink these days, doesn't he? Out there. Yeah, he yeah. does. Caliber. Yeah. 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 Shandy. Um, but no, there's a lot of boys who it's, the sevens is like a festival, mate. It's not really, you know, you're you're not really there for the rugby. You're there just for the, the music and yeah. fancy dress. And we um, we did a fancy dress day one day. We all had like Hawaiian shirts and Hawaiian hats on, like captains, like Hawaiian naval captains. Sounds okay. rubbish, but it really was amazing. Sounds rubbish. Yeah, and we had the buses everywhere. So we had buses after the sevens to take us to. Beach bars and the Irish. So, you, you, so all the bu- all the buses are booked by you because you're yes. quite organised, aren't you? Yes. And so I was ringing this guy um, on the last day, trying to find the trying to find him because you imagine like forty thousand people leaving the seven. Some are going to taxi. Some have got private taxi. Some have got bu- buses booked. Yeah. And uh, there's all these all these little Indian guys there who drive all the buses, and they're all trying to ring one to find out where he is and tell him we're here. And we eventually find him, and we're walking around a car park full of white buses and he can't find his bus right so we're following him around and he's going yeah I'll find, I'll find it now I'll find it now um, how, do you, how do you know it's yours bear in mind there's all these buses that look the same and he goes ah oh, my jacket's on the seat so we had a look at all these buses so we went around we went around for about 10 minutes and it was right by the uh, where he picked us up right by the oh. exit eventually what an idiot Did you, you filled him in for that yeah yeah, yeah. body shots. So we don't want to mark him. Yeah, cushion actually. punches, isn't it? Yeah, and then we had then we had Reese Blumberg on the mic. Because, oh yeah, Blum. because the sevens is nowhere near anywhere. You have to get a bus and taxi. Over. It's like half hour, hour away. So from if you're actually like working on the TV, there it'd be a bit of a bore. Like, yeah, but the taxis are pretty cheap, and it's yeah. not too bad to to get anywhere. It's half an hour between. Yeah, half okay. an hour and an hour to get. But luckily, we had um, the entertainer that is Reese Blumberg to sing to us on the mic, t- tell us jokes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Old school when, rugby songs? Yes. Oh, yes, yeah. Of course. Of course. He was making songs up as well. Oh, nice. Yeah. I remember, um, you know, one of the various tours you go on or whatever level, you tend to have, if you've got bus journeys, you have a bus MC. 
Yeah. So 2010, I went to Australia, New Zealand with England, and uh, they were they were like, right, we are not we're not a test team and a midweek team. We're not dirt trackers and test team. We are one family. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. But um, these can these 22 guys go on this bus to this training ground? <laughs> can these 22 guys go down the road and train in the field next to the? So we were dirt tracking. So you had basically James Haskell called himself number one. He was called number one because he was the MC on the test bus. Yeah. And I was number two because I was MC on the dirt trackers bus, but we were one family, yeah? Yeah. Um, except we weren't. And we only saw them We only saw them on Wednesday night team dinner. It's the only time we saw those lads. Um, but Haskell was brilliant. He was very, very good. Really? And we had all sorts of stuff like dick of the day. And yeah. you had this huge... Um, remember you had this, this big rubber... It's a big rubber hat, basically. But you can imagine what it's like. It's effectively... And this is a bit crude. It's effectively... It's like a big giant um, condom shaped hat right so you've got to put it on you don't wear it outside the bus because the press are about and all that but the bus journeys were long so you have to wear it and you have to wear it to the team meetings and dick of the day whoever's been the biggest dick has to wear it so one day I forget what Courtney Laws did who was that mostly uh, well it was different people every day actually um, but I can't actually remember who it was every day but no. um, it was all just good fun and Courtney Laws uh, got it one day and we're like Courtney you muppet uh, you shouldn't have done that. You shouldn't have said that, or whatever it was. And he's like, "Oh, all right, thanks." He looks like a he is a big hard unit. Yeah, but he's such a nice bloke. He's like, oh, "Okay, no worries, boys. Do I have to keep it on? Do I have to take it off when I get off the bus?" You know, it's like loveliest man. And the next day, I forget what happened, but Dylan Armitage had a some sort of like I forget what he did. He did something silly on a night out or in training, like he got punchy or something. Yeah, and. I was there with Haskell. We're both on the same bus because it was, you know, they obviously, our one broke down. And um, they, it must have been that reason. And uh, Haskell was like, Dylan, you're a dick, put the hat on. And he's like, I ain't wearing that hat, mate. You ain't putting that on me. And we were like, oh, he's only joking, obviously, because he's like the 20th bloke to have done it. Everyone does it at some point. Oh, we yeah. all had it on. Gotcha. Dylan wouldn't have it. So in the end, I was like, look, I was on the mic. I was like, look, there is going to be a situation here where you're the only person who hasn't humbly accept- accepted this hat. Right, the dick of the day hat. You've only got to wear it for half an hour on the bus. So it's going to be a situation. You're going to wear that hat. And then Haskell started, kind of put the mic down and it was like, we're going to go a bit UFC on this. Yeah. And Haskell can go, you know, like a big, strong unit. And I we all can, mate. Yeah, we could all, we're incredibly yeah. hard guys. And I thought, I actually thought, I don't want D'Lo to put this, I don't want him to put this um, hat on because I want him to have a fight with James Haskell because it'd be great value. Yeah. And Martin Johnson was at the front and he was like, oh yeah. I said, mate, it's gonna be a punch up here. He said, happy days, happy days. And I like, got up on his chair, up on one knee and he's like, oh, let's have it. And then Dylan was like, all right, give us the hat. And we we're like, boo, 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 boo. Want to see a fight? Want to see a scrap, yeah. Well, blum, blum, right, amazing. Amazing on front of the bus. He's doing the mimic man. It's like the music man. He's doing, oh, he's doing Frank Spencer. Oh, Betty, oh, that's nice. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> Michael Barrymore, all right, all right, all right, all right. Um, Probably sounds a little bit shit on here, but it doesn't. It sounds when, when you're <laughs> when you're 15 <laughs> pints deep on a bus, yeah, and there's no music. It's a lifesaver. Yeah, um, I I can imagine those trips are. I've never been to Hong Kong or Dubai, and I guess one day I'll go. By the way, um, the main question is: Did you meet up with Brian O'Driscoll for a pint? <laughs> no, I didn't. How really? Because oh, he, he sounded so keen. He was texting me and ringing me. I just I didn't have time, mate. You know, I was entertaining clients. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm working. He's working. You know, if I was, so, only, I was only going to meet him if I passed cross, and it was there was a, there was a time of the day that both of us could make it. But you know, he's he, busy guys. Yeah, well, he's ringing me from eight till 
Yeah, he's a nightmare. 12, just trying to meet up. And no, he's a nightmare. I, to be honest, he only gnaws me in the ear about rugby and stuff. Yeah, and it's like, he's whenever he comes to Bath to do European rugby commentary and stuff, he's always like, oh, can I stay at yours instead of the hotel? And I just want to get to know your family and I want to meet your kids and I want to meet your wife and I want to get to know your parents and, and I'm outside your house. It's just yeah. weird. Well, I, I'm there to relax. Yeah. You know, I... You know, I don't want my ear chewed off. Don't GBH in the ear, do I? No, no, you don't, boy. No, you don't. Um, uh, but it was an amazing trip. And, uh, you know, for anyone that's been, they'll agree with me. But if you haven't been, you need to get out there. I need to come on LS Media's tour. So, yeah, you do, sure. actually. Um, and I'm... I'm. You want to come, don't you? Yeah, I do, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm thinking... Uh, the, diff- the difficulty is that it's over a weekend when I always work. So it's an Autumn Internationals weekend. And then the Hong Kong is during Six Nations. So I'm always... Hong Kong's after Six Nations. Oh, is it? Okay, yeah. but I'm always working the Premiership yes. stuff. Yeah, I know. So um, I know that I can't always get away. Tell me every week. Yeah, Premiership rugby. Yeah. yeah. So tune in, Shanks. I'm on. What well, one interesting thing is that um, often when you go on these trips, like Hong Kong, like Dubai, and all that sort of stuff, that you tell your family that you're going to work. Yes. And they see you packing fancy dress and you're drinking shoes and you come back stinking of lager and broken. Well, when I walked in through the door last night, they said, why did you go on holiday without us, Daddy? <laughs> um, and then I gave them a little mash of the bear each and they loved it. Yeah, of course. Got two did. boys. Yeah. I don't have girls. You give them both an uppercut. Yeah. It's all right. Yeah. So it's quite an interesting one. So when you um, when you sent me the you sent me some videos on WhatsApp of your time over there. Yes. Um, had your wife seen those, I'm not convinced she would still regard it as work. It's a form of work. Yeah. You know, if, if I enjoy myself while doing it, sue me. Shoot me. Yeah. Throttle me. Yeah. Murder me. So massacre me and cut me up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Waterboard me. Waterboard me. <laughs> yeah. Water sports me. Water, don't, don't, don't go no, there. No, right. Don't go there. Fine. Um, so, yeah, I wasn't doing anything so interesting over the weekend, but um, I was doing a bit of corporate at Twickenham with... Will Carling and a few others. There was like Campisi and. Can we just just before we we get on oh. to to you, I just want to finish off with South Africa won the sevens, and were oh. absolutely amazing. Yeah, all the way through. Cecil Africa, what a player. Yeah, he's maker, isn't he? And his surname is Africa, and he lives in South Africa. I know you wouldn't believe it. Yeah, and his surname, his name Cecil, which was the name of that uh, gorgeous lion that was shot by that horrible git. Yeah, wasn't it Cecil? Yes. And so it's almost like a you know, nice sort of tribute to I mean there's, there's a guy called Swales and he used to play for Wales in the sevens and none of the Kenyans could believe it there's going your name is Swales and you play for Wales <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it was incredible but he was good uh, Dan Norton was really good for England as well yeah, I watched him. He ran past me up the stairs at Twickenham after they got back from the Olympics. Yeah, I remember you saying like you saw what a sh- what a like, shape he was. Just the rig, just the rig on it. Sonalta was also good for South Africa. They beat Fiji in the final, but it's just our oh, Damien Hoppers was out there. Hoppers, Hoppers. He he hosted the first. That's dinner. Damien Hopley, by the yeah. chairman of the uh, Rugby Players Association. Well, is it? Yeah. He's the man from Del Monte. He had a nice beige suit on. Yeah, beige loafers. Of course, he did. Linen shirt, smooth. Yeah, of course he is. Yeah, Rob Vickerman. Yeah, he was out there. Saw him in DHL ten and good egg. Yeah, yeah. Media loves the media. Did you interview him at all or speak on a stage little, or anything? A little. No, no, it wasn't stage. We we're just chatting around with DHL clients and stuff. And yeah, just you know, I said, "Come on, mate, stop using your TV voice all the time." <laughs> he's honestly, mate. He just he's just punchy when he speaks like that. Was he broadcasting him when he was at the bar? Yeah. It was like he's mic'd up or something. <laughs> um, so uh, there's just loads of ex-players. So out you there. did. You went Kevin Yates. Oh yeah, there. great yeah. guy. Yeah, it wasn't him that bit the guy. Apparently. All right. 
Yeah, blood were on his lips anyway. Si- yeah, Simon Fenn, wasn't it? London Scottish. Was it? Kevin Yates got banned and went to the Hurricanes, I think, something like that. Okay. In Wellington. Because they, they run a vets tournament alongside it, so a lot of a lot the of the Yates old guys. play in that. Yeah. He loves it, mate. I know. Kerry Sweeney, remember him? Ches used to call Chris Chesney, sorry, used to call Kevin Yates Tucker Hanada. Because he looked like a because he looked like a sumo wrestler, you reckon. He looked Chinese, looking Chinese. Even though sumo wrestlers are Japanese. Anyway, one of those. Yeah, Sweeney was out there. Um Truckhead we call him. His head is out. Kerry Sweeney. Yeah. yeah. Um that? Jamie Ringer. Do you remember him? He's played back row. Um anyway, he's got hair like Donald Trump right now. Oh poor guy. Yeah. Like Harry from Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. Pumpkin head. I so like that. The, uh, I saw Jason Robinson out there playing. Paul Sampson was out there playing. Didn't see him. He's probably they probably were joining Jacks. They were, yeah, yeah. They're out there playing. There's there's photos on Instagram and Twitter of that, but there's loads of ex good ex pros. Dennis Betts was out there. The uh, rugby league. Yeah. Dennis Betts was out there. Oh, this game in world. He was out there. Yeah. Give him a shot, Gary said to him. Um, that's the fifth. That's the fifth. <laughs> that's the fifth. Knock it up. Knock it up. Knock it. Gotta up. kick it. Kick it. <laughs> uh, so that's the rugby league stuff. That that was rugby league stuff, guys. So yeah, it looked good. Um, are you done on that now? Yeah, done, mate. Done. Um, so anyway, what what did you do this you weekend, for David? Thank you for asking, Tom. Um, you must have done something. I um, on Saturday was at Twickers for England Australia, which was actually fantastic. It was an amazing game. I have not watched any rugby all weekend apart How from professional sevens, of you. How so professional. you are going to have to fill me in. I do know England won. I'll fill you in in a minute. Um, yeah. So England, fifteen minutes in. England were getting absolutely pumped, torn apart. Australia had scored one try, but they had got over the line four times. I saw the highlights. They got absolutely torn apart. They weren't at the races. In in fairness, they didn't have the ball. And I was sitting with, so I was in Will Carling's corporate suite, and so we did a lot of talks and Q and A stuff. Yeah. And it's, it was actually rah, rah, rah. it was ruddy, ruddy good value, yeah. old boy. And so I was sit, who was I sitting with during the game? So what happens is you do these corporate things. Anyway, firstly the game. England were dead and buried after 15 minutes. Not dead and buried, but, you know, they were just getting pumped. But they came back and put 37 points on Australia. They were they were fantastic. Like, they were just brilliant. Nathan Hughes took a while to get into the game, but was just mega. Yeah. Um, Farrell and Ford are just dreamy. And there's, by the way, there's now talk in the rugby paper. Um, I don't know if it was Neil Fistler or not, but Neil Fistler actually doesn't get much wrong when it comes to rugby rumours, I must say. Um, he seems to know the right people. And... He is saying George Ford to Wasps really? and Danny Cipriani to Too Long. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. That's a, that's a bit of a strange one. Yeah, although I did hear on the same day, done deal to sale. He's already signed it. He's already signed it. Uh, well, the people always say these things. Who knows? Um, yeah. Who knows? I bet it's not a done deal anyway yet. So, so um, ben, ben Youngs, I saw some of the highlights, right? And I read a lot of the reports. Yeah. That. Ben Youngs apparently was, again, magical. He was very, very good. And... Really, really, the best things about Jonathan Joseph as well. Jo- Joseph was the best player, I think, really? um, for England, just because he scored a brace, didn't he? He scored a brace and that's sc- two tries. Well done, yeah. And set one up, so he with a lovely little kick through for Marlon Yard. But by the way, Marlon Yard's try definitely wasn't a try. It was a knock on. It was a clear knock on. Knock on with the left hand, and then he touched yeah. down with the right hand. Absolutely not a try. It made yeah. no difference. But it's just. I mean, I, I know that, and I was in Dubai. Match fixing, yeah. Um, that's, that's a joke. <laughs> that's a joke. So. It's uh, Jonathan Joseph just defensively is just immaculate, absolutely immaculate, and he just makes so few errors. Why does he pull his socks up? Um, I think he Marlon Yard doesn't pull his socks. Up no point is, is it cool? There's no is point that, in shaving cool? and moisturising your cars if you don't show them off, mate. Okay, that's the reason, is it? Must be, must be. They, they do look good, those boys. 
cream and tan and stuff. They do look them. good. Um, so, well, uh, so corporate. Yeah, corporate. Back right? to that. Back so to the, that. the game was great. Anyway, so you're in so you're in Will Carlin's. What you with, do is your cravat you, go, on, you go up, your yeah, blazer, and your mustard chinos. Yeah, and you go. What happens is you having shoes. There's about four or five hundred people in Will's suite, right? That bought tables and whatever. Is that all? And he does pre-match. He everyone has a bit of lunch, and he does what he calls a legends Q and A. Yeah. So I always say to him when I go into Will's place, Will, I don't mind doing a Q and A, but can you not call it? Can you not call me a legend, please? Because I'm the only person on that stage with less than at the weekend. I think I was the only person on the stage with less than sixty caps, wow. and I've got eight, so I'm miles behind. Um, but I will take the piss out of all the famous people. So Will keeps asking me to come back. So he uh, he says we got some legends in the room. Welcome all the legends up and flats and you know so that, that works quite nicely for yeah, me yeah you're the foil I'm the foil but that's fine but then yeah, if that's my role I'll take it you tell a few stories and I'll tell you who was on the stage Matt Gitto David Campesi Gitz Campo Gitz Campo Shawzy Shaw Spray Shod Simon Shaw yeah Cosa Martin Corey do nicknames now Cos uh, Squeaky Rob Andrew yeah Moro Brian Moore who yeah. was hilarious was he absolutely hilarious yeah inappropriate but appropriate if you know what I mean yeah he's, good he's about the best at that gig I reckon okay Will Carling, of course, and Matt Dawson, and me. So some proper legends and me. Yeah. But it, you actually have a right, a bit of a laugh on stage, and you go off to another couple of corporate suites and talk to some people and whatever. But when you get to the game, often these suites give you tickets. We said this before, but no one ever take uses the ticket. Um, you, so want, you want to try and get in the box if you can. I, I don't. I don't even like going in boxes. That you just much. leave, don't you? I just go home. Yeah, listen to on Radio Five Live. Yeah, no, I don't. Yeah, I, I do like you Five do. Live actually, but I I. I like to sit in the corporate suite because everyone clears out yeah. and they set up a table for all the lads yeah. and you have a nice fillet of beef, some you know cheese and biscuits, nice coffee and a couple of pints. It's what we do when we do hospitality there. You know, we, we do it at the Marriott Hotel, um, Hospitality in Cardiff and 70% of people go to the game, 30% just stay there, exactly yeah. the same, pull the screen down, watch it. Yeah, so we drink. watch it and got surround sound, it's warm, it's quiet. Surround and, sound. Yeah, God, yeah, yeah, yeah. I made that. I made that bit. Yeah. I've got big speakers. Dolby. So we, so we all sit and watch it. So in in between me and Will Carling was David Campisi, which was fantastic. Yeah. And John Inverdale was there as well, actually. And um, was he watching it through his rose? You mother. You <sighs> tinted glasses. I tell you now. I tell yeah. you now. He is one of. He is one of the great men. Yeah. He might have made a few boo boos on telly, but. He is one of the great men. He's an absolutely brilliant company. He's a top guy. Mm. So in videos, David Campisi was there as Wales got slaughtered, and Matt Gitto was properly grumpy about it actually. But he's a he's really good company. Yes. Very blunt, uh, very straight, um, you know, straight talker, but really good company. And Simon Shaw's just nine feet tall, and he's massive, isn't look, he? Just yeah, but he's just like the suavest. He's the only six foot ten or six foot nine battered cauliflower eared flat nosed bloke in the world and who is really 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 slick and suave and for some he just walks like Ace Ventura as well doesn't he yeah you know he just walks yeah. with his neck he's got a rhythm that. to it but he's got yeah. like size 15 feet but he's, they still manage to look cool in a pair of loafers I thought you were going to say he's got size 15 feet and a tiny no and his hands it's so funny you get people doing selfies and stuff and they kept asking I kept like, getting people to come up I, I was getting them to say oh, hey, come over in a minute when I'm talking to one of the legends and get them to take the picture this guy walks over he's like sure, sure yeah, I love what you play for lives like, oh cheers mate yeah, cheers mate he's like yeah can you take a picture of me in flats please and they were like uh yeah 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 trying to act all humble oh yeah yeah and he, get, he picks up an iPhone 7 yeah and his, he, his hands are so big he can barely hold this little thing and press the button and he keeps cocking it up because he's 
I mean, it's ap- he's just a giant human being. Well, his phone is an iPad, isn't it? Yeah, he's just he's absolutely enormous, man. iPad is a phone. So it was good. So it was good value actually. And um, yeah, on Sunday I got the red eye flight from Heathrow up to Newcastle. Yeah. To watch Newcastle score six tries against Harlequins. They won, didn't they? They were really, really good. This was not a. This was not all about Quinns not quite doing it. No. Quinn. It's the first time Quinns have scored a point on the road this season. But Quinns obviously way. missing more players than Newcastle. Act, do you know what? Uh, no, I don't actually. You well, don't. They're actually not. They weren't. They're missing some big players, but you could argue better players. They're internationals, the current internationals. But Newcastle's list of injuries is also horrendous. So, you know, they've, they they're, miss, they're missing loads of guys. So, actually, Newcastle had a load of people out, and were they were fantastic. I mean, they they carved they carved Harlequin's defence up a little bit. So really? Six tries to four, I think, in the end. Brilliant game, absolutely brilliant. So you truck up there to commentate on the Newcastle game and just being completely honest, I am very happy that Newcastle did well. But if I had a choice of where to go when I'm a bit tired on a Sunday morning, it probably wouldn't be the Heathrow car park and then flying to Newcastle and getting home at 11 o'clock on a Sunday night. Mm. I'd probably go to the wreck because it's a few minutes from my house. Uh, But it was actually a really, really good game to watch. And... Uh, they had curry in the press room, which is better than normal. Normally, the food up there—I say this respectfully—is absolutely awful. Yeah. The food was, as long as you covered it in salt, was all right. I actually had some nice food on the plane. What? Yeah. Can't believe it. No. Well, you get it in first class, don't you? Oh. oh no, I was in economy, obviously. Um, yeah, it was all right, actually. Beef, the beef curry. That's um, all right. Yeah. Yeah. But it was Qantas, so it was pretty decent food. Oh, that's all right. Sort of real good, couple of real good films. What did you watch? War Dogs. Have you ever seen that? No, I've heard of it. Oh, is it about really war? It's really good. It's, got, um, it's about two young 20-year-olds who end or, up... Yeah, or old 20. They're just two 20-year-olds, isn't it? Who end up doing... Yeah, 20-something-year-olds who end up doing one of the biggest arms deals with the US government ever. Yeah. Um, it's to do with like getting 100 million rounds of AK-47 ammunition and, and stuff like that. It's really funny. It's got... Jonas, he's a guy. He's from Superbad. Oh, you know the big, the big guy. Oh, I love that guy. Yeah, he's so he's good in it. He doesn't yeah. play a real nice guy, but he's good in it. He's it's, brilliant. It's yeah. funny. It's really. Good. He's the Jewish guy with really curly hair, isn't he? Yes, yeah, that's the very one. funny man. Yeah, um, that was good. Real good film. Watch Suicide Squad. What's that now? Um, it's like a Marvel comics sort of thing, and they. Mate, you're 36. Oh, mate. Well, you're not gonna, I've seen most films. Margot Robbie was in there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, in Hot Pants. Robbie, Margot Ro- is it Robbie, Robert, whatever. Robert, I, I, we don't want to sink this pod to that Go- level, but she is so fit. Google her on Mr. Skin. I'd cut my eyes out. Oh, yeah, she was in it, so it was worth watching. And also, I don't know if you've seen it, real quirky film called, and I've seen it before, but I watched it again, The Grand Budapest Hotel. Oh, I love it. How good is that I film? I love it. It's a Bill Murray's in it, isn't he? Yeah, and Ralph Fiennes. Yeah, it's just, it's just like the, it's just, it's a beautiful film. Like not like going to make you cry. Just everything and looks. Norton's the way it's style, like, the Harvey way it's style is just amazing. Yeah, I watched it in this. There's this little old original theatre in Bath. You might have been to it before because you, you know, mum lives or whatever. Don't know, but it's this little place with. It's a proper old school cinema theatre. Yeah, no, I know where it is. And they've got that. Is it Schwarzburger across the road? Yes. 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 Wouldn't know. Knowledge. Wouldn't know. Um, they had a burger named after me once, apparently. So I, uh, I used to go in there a bit. But the that, I, yeah, how dare oh. you? It was a, it was super lean mint. So the, <laughs> I watched it in there and it was just like 
it came out and I was with five people yeah. there was six of us three of us came out saying that is one of the most incredible things I've watched I just loved every minute of it the other three came out saying that was so boring like absolute really? waste of a night yeah funny isn't it yeah do you ever see um, complete off that off that subject or similar subject? Did you ever see Lost in Translation with Bill Murray and Scarlett Johansson? No, is it good? Right. It's one of my favourite films of all time. I absolutely love it, and it, very very roughly, it's about Bill Murray's a businessman. He's away from home in I forgot what country it was years ago, and he meets Scarlett Johansson, and they strike up a kind of a friendship. And while he's anyway, but it's it's just it's just a brilliant brilliant movie and you wonder if they're going to get married or run away together and it ends and you realise that does, that stuff doesn't matter it was just the, the brilliance yeah. of the movie whatever and I was I walked out of it well, I watched it when I was playing at Bath and a load of us went to watch it I walked out with a couple of lads and we were just like God, that was just brilliant I just loved mm. that movie and remember a Robbie Fleck saying it's one of the best things I've ever seen and you know Butch James was like oh, I can't believe it I want to go and watch it again tomorrow I loved it Michael Lippman the Australian flanker yeah, yeah. mate that was shit he didn't even shagger <laughs> nice one didn't even do a map you're like right okay that wasn't the point you've missed that yeah. completely you absolute moron I tell um, you what excuse I, my language I tell you what I bought in the airport um, was the book that Brian Driscoll oh, I Am Pilgrim I Am Pilgrim oh uh, yeah, yeah 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 okay so I, my plan was to read it in out in Dubai the bit of spare time we had you were off your nuts that 20 minutes you off your nuts the 20 minutes of spare time we had between waking up and getting on the bus <laughs> yeah. um, but I've got that to read but it looks good um, I've actually ordered that from um, Amazon as well you can buy books elsewhere they're just not as easy to get because you get it off your iPhone yeah so I've got that coming you just did, you did it on the toilet didn't you tell me that yeah yeah yeah. Well, you did do a, lot, work. a lot of shopping work yeah. shopping where you write your articles it's useful often it's two birds with one stone well, it? You know, or three what, birds with one where stone where else do you get somewhere <laughs> quiet for 45 minutes yeah saying that we thought this was going to be noisy in here because I've got two dogs and I've got wooden floors Scandinavian larch actually and um, we've even bored them but they've we've got I've got them this new um, super luxurious bed it was like four quid from the pound shop or something there wouldn't yeah. be a quid from there wouldn't it it was like some budget no, they thing. are mate it says pound shop but mugging yeah. us off are they inflation mugging us off yeah um, that's Brexit isn't it so got in this but their dogs don't move out of this bed they love it so I um, haven't even got to put the fire on to keep them there so so far they're not walking around with their claws on the wooden floor anyway England were very very good at rugby uh, England how were England at sevens briefly because you talked about Fiji and South Africa in the final Dan Norton was very good yeah they, they were okay I, I can't actually quite remember where they finished I mean I tried to watch as much sevens as I could you weren't there to watch sevens were you when you're singing don't take me home for an hour yeah um, it's quite hard yeah it's hard and what, what was good though is where we were sat we were sat in, uh, in the main stand but we had a, a few people looking after us so they would go get our beers for us keep them cool We'd have sandwiches. At one stage, we were sat there drinking beer, eating bacon sausage rolls, and we're in Dubai. <laughs> we're like that. Well, just to call Brits on tour, yeah, mate. That is. Yeah, this isn't right. You shouldn't be eating bacon and pork. Yeah, or pork in general. Oh yeah, yeah. In a Muslim country, drinking beer, but we were. Yeah, legally. Yeah. Oh, well done. Yeah, we weren't. Try- we weren't hiding it under our t-shirts or anything like that. No. Okay. <laughs> Now, an incident we have to talk about is the the George North incident. Yes. So I know you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Been um, the bottom of a bottle for a few days or a big pint glass, but have you seen the incident? Yes. I have seen it. So this is this is the I thing. I saw, right? saw you having a bit of a spat on. Not a spat. I don't, no, not a spat. A conversation. Conversation on Twitter. So what happened? I mean, you will all know about it at home. But George North, it's it's a complete accident by Adam Thompson. Horrible bounce. He stays on the floor. George North takes off. Yes. Gets tipped over Adam Thompson. Lands on his sort of shoulder, head. I think his head actually made a divot in the floor. Yeah. Um. So a very nasty looking injury. George North looks like he's completely out cold. Yeah. George North does not move when he hits the floor. Yeah. Absolutely limp. Gone. Yes. Right. So it is absolutely understandable. 100% that commentators, viewers at home, fans in the stand, anyone, anyone, players on the field would look at that and think he is unconscious again. Everyone George would North. look at that. Everyone. The same. Everyone. Now, a few minutes later, he's playing again. Right. Yes. Now, he then says after the game, there's all this chat saying, completely understandable chat again, saying, why is he playing on? He was knocked out. Why is he playing on? Then you've got, after the game, you've got George North realises there's a bit of a storm kicking off and he sends a couple of tweets out. Now, now look, it's Tuesday morning here, as we said, so this might change by the end of the week, whatever. Northampton issue a statement saying he wasn't knocked out, he was fine. And then he issues, sends out a couple of tweets saying I wasn't knocked out, I was fine, thanks to the medical staff. Then what you've got is people in prominent positions, again, understandably saying this is a disgrace, he shouldn't be on the field. Then you've got Jacques Berger, who's with his, a, with his history as well. Yeah, horrible history. Yeah. Then you've got Jacques Berger, who Premiership legend, full stop, and yep. and sort of sort of mega human being, uh, one of your favourite people, even if you only met him for about three minutes, saying the medical staff. I'll paraphrase here: whoever allowed him back on the field should be sacked. Okay. Right. So you're now saying people's career should be over. Right. This is where we're going. My my, when I was saying having spats, I kind of got a bit of grief for it. Actually, one guy saying you're wrong on this, you're wrong, you're complacent, and someone had a go at Jiffy, at Jonathan Davis as well for Scrum Five. I haven't seen that. I don't know what he said, but my point was, my point was, it's easy to say that players are treated like pieces of meat by coaches and by rugby clubs. Because you know what, they are quite often. That's yes. the way it goes. Yeah. You break, they get another bit of meat in that can play. Right. That's that's business. Is the way it goes. 
but you're talking about the doctors. These doctors, in my experience, are, apart from anything else, they could probably earn a lot more elsewhere, but they love it, they love being involved and all that. But also, this is not just, am I gonna lose my job at Saints? This is, if I put somebody with potential concussion or let's call it brain damage back on the field in a yeah. mid-season game that let's face it doesn't really matter someone of such high profile this person could get struck off I mean this is serious so I'm thinking well what everyone's done is they've all decided from having seen it on the telly that the doctors are lying or they're massively mistaken and George North is lying or he's massively mistaken or something so they just don't believe any of it and my point isn't that these objectors are wrong. That's not my point. My point is, you don't know. So all these journalists and clever people, they have declared him unconscious. They don't know. I think there is a chance that he was lying terrified about his neck purely because Scott Murray landed on my head once and I did the same and everyone thought I was knocked out for 30 seconds, 20 seconds. I wasn't. I was just terrified. Neck injuries are terrible, aren't they? You lie there. They can lead to some real danger. Yeah, I mean, I was lying there, hands, effects. arms, legs, limp, thinking I've broken my neck. I'm out, I'm done. And I actually thought I was paralysed. I remember thinking, I'm, I was thinking about myself in a wheelchair, genuinely, yeah. in that split second. And 20 seconds later, I'm, my, I open my eyes and they come over and say, can you hear me? And I can say, yeah, I can hear you. I just don't know if I can move anything. And it turns out I can. Ten, five minutes later, I'm playing, right? I'm yeah. fine. So I've been where he says he was. I also think there is a chance, and I hope I'm wrong. I hope it's not the case. I think there's a chance he was play acting to get Adam Thompson red carded. And I think there are a lot of people at the ground, mainly from in Leicester shirts, not the players, but whoever, you know, who agree with that. Now, I think he doesn't want to admit that if it's true or it's not true. My, anyway, my point, I'm going on now. Yeah. My point isn't he was not knocked out. You're all wrong and you're gits for saying so. My, that's not my point. My point is you don't know. So there's an investigation going on. Let's find out. I would be staggered and actually gutted and terrified if he was knocked out cold and they put him straight back out there. I just think there is a chance that didn't happen. See, so like, keep an open mind. Yeah, I like I know him pretty well, and he's had a lot of injuries, a lot of concussions, and so much so that it's affected his speech at home. You know, his his girlfriend Becky James has said yeah, that you know really slurring his words and, and mm. stuff like that. So he's aware of the seriousness of his concussion. So I don't think there's any way he would want to put himself back on that field with mm. his history of concussions um, they've got to go through protocols haven't they Yeah. so the doctor is in charge of of that you know to make sure he's clear to make sure he can go back on the field if he agrees it he agrees it you know that, that's where the decision lies it doesn't lie with anyone else it lies with the doctor so he's he's in charge of George's safety he's, in, he's got a duty of care to George or the player who's knocked mm. out so that so if he's deemed fit to go back on, go and play. He goes back. He goes back on, and I do agree with. There might be a certain amount of of players, and you know, possibly you know everyone does it. You know, if you get a high tackle, it doesn't really hurt. Sometimes you stay down a little bit longer, yeah. just to make it look worse than it is. Um, just did, much like footballers go down, you know, very aggressively when they're touched around the the laces or the toe. Yeah, and what the only thing that annoyed me about the whole thing is not that people have opinions and stick to them or they feel they know more than they actually know because we all do that sometimes you know I do it as well it was that actually I as soon as I said do you know what all of you that are saying you know the facts and even someone like Jack Berger whom I respect entirely yeah he's calling from presumably from his farm in Namibia 
for a doctor who was pitch side with George North to be sacked. So, I was like, you can't do that because you don't know. The doctor comes on the field straight away. He's lying there. You can see the doctor goes straight down to his his head. Yeah. You know, George could have easily said, I'm fine. I just land on my neck awkwardly. There's nothing yeah. wrong. And the doctor said, well, don't move. We're going to check your neck out. As soon as they cleared his neck. Eyes were shut. He looked, he looked knocked out, 100%. But I've been in that situation and looked just like that, although just a bit fatter, looked exactly like that. Someone took a picture of it once. And I'm, I remember years ago, it was at Watford, seeing that picture. Yeah. And my mum was on the sideline and she was like, how could they let you play on when you were knocked out? I said, I wasn't knocked out. I just looked knocked out. So I just think you don't know. So don't, what Twitter, I love Twitter, as you know, but it, it does often slip into this kind of left-wing mob that present opinion as fact. And it's not fact, it's opinion, and that's fine. Just There's some, some sort of independent investigation going yeah, on, anyway, yeah. so we will find and out. And he may well have been knocked out, and that, that's not a case of everyone can say, well, ha, you were wrong. I'm not saying he wasn't. But what, what did annoy me anyway, my point was, what did annoy me is that then you got people saying you're complacent and you're complacent about concussion because it's not your head. Uh, that's the one point where someone said that to me, or you don't, you know, you're, you're playing whatever it was you're complacent about it. I actually thought, I won't say the word, but I thought, up yours. Yeah. I thought, actually, how many times have you been knocked out Mate, in front I, of your parents on national telly? I've been there, I've been in a horrible place, and I've put my head in some horrible places. You might have too, but don't tell me I'm complacent. I my am brain's now, been there too. I'm now gonna light this scented candle in front of you. Just no, I'm, breathe, I'm, breathe it in. I'm okay. Breathe it in. and I'm okay. There's a lovely scented candle here. It's, it's in some sort of, like a copper well it looks it? like something out of Star Wars I don't know maybe we'll take a picture of it when uh, when we do our photo I've got um, it's funny I've got a domestic issue that we spoke about on the way in so Shanks walked in my um, kitchen, French window kitchen, kitchen door kitchen diner hallway super room uh, kitchen door yeah. so he walked in and there's a load of Adidas boxes and stuff on the floor and he said oh free stash and I said no I've got I don't get free stash but um, and I've certainly got no links to Adidas, but it's my my wife has got an issue with spending money. She's got size eleven feet. Size eleven feet, yeah, <laughs> she hasn't. But it's it, to the point now. This is not a joke. Forty-eight this is, inch chest. This has got nothing to do with rugger. I can tell you that. But I am. Um, I've been speaking to my dad about it, who's a psychologist, and he's like, "Mate, it, every time we come, every time we come, there are deliveries arriving at the door all day." Yeah. And that would be all right if we had loads and loads of money, but I wasn't a footballer. I was a rugby player, so we haven't. And it's getting to the point now where I've suggested she actually go and speak to someone about her compulsion to spend money, and she told me to fuck off. So there you can't go. take it with you. Can't take it with you, mind. Um, talk to me about something about Rob Howley. Need some news about Rob Howley. Well, this because, this, because yeah. I have not checked my phone really the whole week. I have just been out of it. I gave a hundred percent to your my clients. Tour party. Your clients, yeah. Uh, your mates on the fist. So the, the Rob Howley thing is um, so. <clears throat> Evidently, Gregor Townsend says has said no to being Lions' uh, backs coach, attack okay, coach. Okay, you can see why he's starting a new job once yeah, he gets calls into Scotland. If he goes, yeah, it's something long. Yeah, I think he's yeah, that's it. So he misses a tour or something like that. I don't know the details. I've forgotten. Um, but Gregor Townsend has said no. Um, so they're now talking about Rob. How they're talking about Steve Borthwick as this is all rumour, but Steve Borthwick as forwards coach, yeah, or a forwards coach. I mean, just a brilliant idea. He's just a, he's just brilliant. Um, I would say that I'm completely biased. Don't pretend I'm not. Um, they're talking about Andy Farrell as defence coach. Two things on that. Firstly, you cannot argue with what he has done at Ireland so quickly. Yes, okay. Brilliant defence. Yeah. Also, throughout the whole time when things were going wrong with England and people were blaming Andy Farrell, um, I'm sure that there were things he did wrong and maybe his voice was too loud or something. 
I had the inside ear of a load of players that I would see in the street in Bath and at all these different games. And if they told me something horrible off the record, I would never repeat it. Of yep. course, of course. I never heard one player say a negative thing about Andy Farrell. Never once in private say a negative thing. Okay. They all loved him. I've been on tour with him myself. He was a coach. He was really, really good and really good sort of okay. human being. So I, I think that's a good choice. But then now talking about Rob Howley as, <clears throat> excuse me, as attack coach. And you, I mean, I, you've got to be kidding me. You've the, got to um, be kidding me. See, the unions, the unions decide who can go and who can't go. It's not down to the coach. Oh, right. Okay. So, you know, because the coaches are contracted to the union. So mm. there's no there's no way with Warren Gatlin going, I can see Rob Howley being allowed at leave Wales you don't reckon no because I mean as a coach of course you'd want to coach your Lions wouldn't you why, yeah. why wouldn't you want to yeah. you know as a player it's the pinnacle of your, of your career as a coach it's the same it wasn't the pinnacle of my career but anyway no. well you dreamed about it yeah and that was enough watched on telly um, yeah <laughs> bought the shirt yeah um, so you know, if, if if the union allow Rob Howley to go and, yeah. and he goes brilliant great for him yeah you know that's, that's amazing for him but it's the union's decision so you know I don't think the union should allow Gatlin to go I think it, I, I think at the time he was the best coach, mm. but with Wales where they were, I don't think they were allowed him to go. The union did, and of course he's going to take it. Yeah. Why, why wouldn't you take a, a tour to a head coach yeah. of a of alliance on the back of a successful one four years ago? Yeah, I think Joe Schmidt isn't going either, something like that. But I mean, I tell you what, they should do. Gatlin's doing this one. There is only one person that should be doing the next lines tour wherever it's going. There's only one person going to South Africa, isn't it? I think. You know, uh, you know who I'm going to say. Who should be the next Lions head coach or director of rugby, whatever they call it now? Head head coach. I don't know if you're going comedy or serious. I'm going serious. This is serious. Think about instant impact, bringing people together, producing wins straight away at the top level. Jurgen Klopp. Jurgen Klopp. Exactly <laughs> it. Sam Allardyce. Who? <laughs> Steve Bruce. <laughs> Tony Pulis. Um, Eddie Jones. All right. Sorry, we were playing the obvious game, were we? I th- what is the well, obvious game? Well, that was the obvious one. I thought I thought we were going to come out with something funny or something witty, but yeah, no, I agree. I'm still upset after the Georgia North thing. I can't do funny. I yet. agree. I agree. Uh, got to be Eddie Jones. Yeah. They'll never do it, but it's got to be Eddie Jones. Yeah, he's the man. Well, man. he said, you know, he said his the reason why he didn't want to take the uh, take the coaching role or become a coach is because his his job is to win the World Cup with England. Yeah, and that's it. That's yeah. all. That's all he sees it as. Yeah. Um, but I yeah, that guy. I do. It is off to South Africa. I, I did. I did want to see. I did want to see England under some. I wanted England to win. So I'm English, but I wanted to see England under some proper pressure against Australia, and to see how they reacted because they haven't really. They've been under pressure, but they, they, they could. But small parts of the games, haven't they? Not not for constant. Yeah. And you thought you'd get that with Argentina when they were down to 14 men for 75 minutes. Nothing. Not at all. Not a bit of it. Um, and, and, and that's why we can't. We cannot wait until mm. the All Blacks. Do you know to what, though, Tommy boy? I reckon. So if England win the Grand Slam in the Six Nations, they will equal, or they will beat the world, they will, that will be the world record, they will, or something like that, they'll equal the world record for consecutive wins. Really? Right? Yeah. Okay. However, they will equal it having not played New Zealand in any of those games, yeah. the best team in the world. So I think that does dampen it a bit. Anyway. Very well planned. Well done. Yeah, but I think, I think Ireland against England, if, if, ever, if Ireland continue to play like they do and so do England, Ireland, England in Dublin, the last weekend of the Six Nations, that could be a Grand Slam decider. But it, that that could be, 
yeah. one hell of a game and I, Ireland could win that I, I reckon this year we need to look out for the Scots as well I think this is going to yeah, be I, I think agree. this is going to be their year where it's been building for a while and like 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 any coach when he comes into a new team it takes a little bit of time to install his footprint and his yeah. game style and I think we'll see the best of the Scots this year I hope we do because they've certainly got some quality players if yeah. there's, there's no better 15 at the moment in Northern Hemisphere than Hogg no and here's here's a thing for you here's a thing yeah if Scotland could beat anybody yeah be, they could be a top side only if they've got Ali Dickinson and WP Nell fit at prop because their backups are not they're not as good as those two there you go and, you, and yeah. they'll be on the back foot the whole time okay so they don't need that so um, there's another thing I want to talk to you about as well yeah there's another thing I want That's to talk, I'm here, mate. I want to talk to you about you get off your chest Pat Lamb has been signed up for next season at Bristol DOR I saw that Mm. I saw that best tweet of the day best tweet of the week so far was the was Unreal Gavin Henson yes who, which is one of the best parody accounts on Twitter it's brilliant thank you uh, <laughs> and he said it's not um, me, it's not me and he said Pat Lamb Dalai Lama uh, I something like a, Dalai Lama he said a, a lamb to the slaughter he said I made the lamb to the slaughter joke he laughed then he asked me what Rotherham and Bedford were like <laughs> <laughs> that was good because it does look like I mean what Pat Lamb seems like it's a great appointment but I I am not convinced they shouldn't have done more to sort out this season first. It's weird because I'm sure it isn't in their minds, but to me on the outside, it looks signing him for next season looks like um, and not doing much, not doing anything about the coaching staff really this season or the yeah. team this season really. Dan Tui arrives today, actually being Tuesday, a very good player from Ulster, very very good player, it's a good signing, but not doing anything now. It feels like Pat Lamb's going to arrive in the championship. That's what it feels like. There's nothing you can do now because everyone's in contract, really, aren't they? Mate, spend the money. Like Bath have signed Ben Tapuai, you know. From when, when does he come? He's here. He's here, okay. and he's playing well for Bath. Yeah, but sure, possibly that would have been agreed not just a week ago. You know, the, the, yeah. this has all come about pretty suddenly. I just Bristol, think, like so. Dan Tui's left Ulster. Yeah, if you, I, I do agree pay with you with the money. fact that yeah, I do agree with it. Money, if money isn't an option, yeah, you know, I'd get myself fit and go there. Do you see Nicky Robinson sign for Cardiff Blues? Yeah, I know he's back. Mate, and if Andy Goo can do it, anyone oh. can do it. Apparently, he's been struggling a little bit with uh, the fitness. He's done, I bet he has. and uh, he's done four months of doing absolutely nothing. So he's retired, feet up, drinking, yeah, yeah. Drinking yeah I mean, he, I mean, you know, I've I've seen I see Nicky Robinson a bit, and um, he'll he could drink like you drank in Dubai for every day for the next 10 years and still not look like Andy Goode yeah true okay but Andy Goode has got two things he's got an unbelievable right boot yeah and a mind that has such self-confidence that that right boot just doesn't fail yeah so you can't coach that into a player and yeah and as a 10 you know Nicky doesn't have to be that fit and fast he just has to play in the right areas make the right decisions get his back line going so he's there short term yeah questions Tom um, it's a question on email from Tumble and Fox okay um, who is the best loose head and tight head in the world PS get Mearsy Lee Mears on the show where is he do you know what I, what's I, Mearsy's chat like good alright oh, little Mearsy the problem here I think I don't know where he is I will I will check the glove box in my car see if he's in there yeah I um, haven't seen him for a while um, thing is with Mearsy he can pop up anywhere because he could he literally fits in your pocket um, we will get Mearsy on at some point. Um, who is best loose head and tight in the world? Ooh, okay. I'll, 
Makovunapola very very close um, his ball playing in terms of ball play he is the best loose head in the world by 800 miles he's defensively very very close to Gethin Jenkins who is the best defensive loose head in the world um, so all round Mako is very close Jack McGrath from Ireland very very close he's just getting better and better and better Yeah. Uh, the beast Mutwawira is a very good prop very good yeah. and very very consistent he's up there um, so I mean do you actually want an answer do you actually want an answer if I had to pick a world 15 I would probably pick Jack McGrath from okay. the world 15 at the moment Okay. Uh, and tight head census Johnston there you go because okay. he's 950 kilos and he can move and he's consistent and he doesn't get injured and he's skillful and he's got nice technique and he's He's, um, I've yeah. got one here from Marcus John on Twitter. It says, Shanks, your miles better than flats. You're the best. Um, mm. Question for you. Have you ever played Freckles? This is... I've not even heard of Freckles. He's, no. He's put hashtag Russian Poulette. Russian Poulette. Yeah. Freckles so, sounds like some sort of pebble dashing experiment, doesn't it? It sounds like some sort of gangster for the mafia, doesn't it? Mm. Back in the day. Freckles will get you. Yeah, uh, like Freddy Tool Freckles. Um, here's one from. So we don't know what that question means, mate. No. Um, if you could let us know, Marcus John, what is Freckles? Yeah, or don't. It's up to you. Um, Bill Moston wants to know. It's another one from Twitter. Um, love the podcast. Why has Thomas Waldron never got a look in for England? Is it because he looks like he doesn't play sport? <laughs> in fairness, he does. He could. He does look like. Um, he gives everyone hope. I believe a big boned shopkeeper. Yeah. Um, uh, it's a funny one, isn't it? He's so consistent. I, do you know what the honest answer is? I don't quite know. When you look at the number eight that Eddie Jones has used, Billy and Nathan Hughes, they are just massive bruisers, and they probably don't do as much carrying as Waldrum. They don't score as many tries. They're probably not as all-round um, in terms of ability, as well-rounded. But I think they're just they punch such big holes. I think that's what Eddie likes. Yeah, I've got another good question here now. This is from David. Cottrell Jones again on Twitter what do you boys think about the bonus point system going into the next Six Nations sexy podcast by the way must be our voice news you Uh, must be the fact that we do it nude every week Um, uh, well can we go through um, I say it can't hurt but what I would say to you is I don't think think it I I don't think it's going to make a huge difference I was just about to say can we go through Sean Connery impressions um, I don't know if I've got any. Have you got some? Gentlemen, welcome to The Rock. That's good. Yeah. Let's leave it there. Oh, i got another one. Don't. All right. Wait, wait, I've not blessed this marriage. <laughs> Marion, you look radiant. So you Where's did. that from? Where's that from? I don't know. Rowan of Prince of Thieves, mate, comes in at the end. Um, um, I think, I think personally, I think the bonus point system's good. Because I right. reckon... Right. Because always, on the last weekend, the Super Saturday, I reckon we see the best rugby because teams have to score a certain amount of points because a lot of the teams are level because the Six Nations are getting a lot closer therefore I think we see better rugby now if if you're out in a game and you're, and you're trying to score more tries um, and you, you obviously get an extra point for scoring more tries yeah. I think we're going to see better rugby I, honestly right, I, I know I judge this on Wales a lot but Wales' best performances are in the Super Saturdays when they've got to score a certain amount of tries I think um, it changes the mindset about rugby. I think we become more positive, more proactive. We want to play the ball more. We don't want to slow 
uh, games down I think it's good I think it's going to be in for a while hopefully here's something I should have worked out beforehand as a rugby pundit but haven't been really busy yeah um, can you win the Grand Slam without winning the Six Nations yeah I think you can but there should be some sort of clause to say that if you win all games um, yeah bonus 10 point bonus yeah million, million point, point bonus yeah, million point but yeah, yeah. Um, so all right, I don't, I don't want to disagree no. with you too entirely, but I think it's a stupid idea, a rubbish idea. Um, right, here's a question from Marcus Aurelius. Um, that's not his real name, is it? His real name, I think, is Mark Franklin, going by his email. His email address is... No. Uh, firstly, I'd like to say how... Yeah, okay, that's very complimentary. Thank you very much. Uh, I'd really like to know um, whether you ever came up against an opposite opposition player who was so intimidating you actually felt a little bit scared of them. Yes, that from oh sorry, oh, sorry that's Daisy the cat. Get out of it. Um, it wasn't actually on me, but it was a massive hit. I might have talked about this before on the podcast um, on Colin Charvis back in two thousand and three or two. Sorry, as a cat, Daisy, can you kindly shut up, please? Shut it, Daisy. If you want to join the main act, you have to come to rehearsals. Oh, the thing is, I would get her on my knee, but I'm allergic to cats. I've had cats. They came with the wife. 13 years ago and I and is that how old it is 13 she's 14 alright oh, look at yeah. the state of her looks it Days, no. do oh. one will you right hang on look you, Shanks you keep talking okay. and I'm going to I'm going to uh, put the cat in the microwave oh, just a joke just out the door <laughs> I, I can still hear you I'm talking across my kitchen Daisy Daisy come on darling so Flats um, yeah. I'm going to talk about the, the most intimidating oh, hit I've had wow that was a big one that oh, you can't grab it by a tail, mate. Uh, which was, I think it was 2002 or 2003, and Wales were playing New Zealand in Hamilton. And Jerry Collins was playing back row, or number eight, I think it was, and absolutely mullered, mullered Colin Jarvis. So much he hit him backwards, knocked him straight out on the floor, gum shield out the mouth, and Tana Umaga came over straight away to check he was all right. And I remember walking back, looking at the big screen, thinking, wow. I can still hear is, you. That is an incredible hit. I can still hear you. Now, Dave, what are, what are you actually doing now? The dogs are I, fine until you I went in there then. I know, but the dogs got up because I picked up the cat and they got jealous. So now the dogs are walking out from the sitting room, but there's wooden floors going to make noise. Hang on a second. Get back in your beds. Go on. Savages. Um, I, remember, I remember that hit. I remember um, Jerry Collins. I call him JC because he went out of the booze one night. The late Jerry Collins. I remember him hitting Colin Chavez and it was absolutely you know, sickening. I was on the field and I was thinking, oh, jeez. That yeah. was massive. Super duper. Don't, um, hit, don't hit me. I must say, the only, people, only time I've ever been really intimidated um, is when, it's when you play was against... that big hit you did on me? When I smashed you, yeah, you know, yeah. Um, I scared myself then with that explosive power. Um, ever intimidated? The only guys you really, genuinely like, scared in a rugby sense? Chabal? No, not Chabal. No, no, no he's wimp. Not having that. No, yeah. Chabal was mega powerful, but he was high impact, mega low work rate. Yeah. And every time we played against him, we just ganged up on him. And one man, one man would struggle to take him out, but two or three, we just mob tackled him, and we always took him out pretty well. But um. The, um, the, it, was the, it was the really talented, nimble guys that scared me. But in terms of pure intimidation and scariness, it was really the guys who played like 
they absolutely didn't care about getting punished for anything yeah. they had nothing to lose and they were just crazy and um, so that's dishwasher um, real life guys uh, so in terms of being scared Darren Garforth Tiger's prop was a savage human being and really unfortunately a really really good bloke off the field yeah um, Frank Turner as we've spoken about uh, I'm just trying to I'll tell you who I played against a couple of times a guy called Serge Simon who was a doctor I think a French doctor that played loosehead for Gloucester and I was a loosehead so we weren't against each other but a couple of times I had to swap to tighthead because I said I would to get a contract and then unfortunately had to do it a couple of times they called my bluff and he was a bona fide nut job like yeah. an absolute nut job so we had, they had a big scrum against us and they put a lot of pressure on and I popped, didn't go backwards but popped up because he put pressure on me and I, my head was going to break off and I thought well I'm in front of our bench here and the whole bench is there so you can't let someone do a job on you like that without doing something and I just tried to put an elbow I just elbowed him in the face like a little UFC kind of tie boxing yeah, yeah, but yeah. with a fat elbow so it doesn't hurt because my elbows aren't very sharp they're just like water balloons so I elbowed him but got quite a good shot and I think I cut his eye and he just absolutely opened up and we were, we were sort of pretending to fight but your arms are bound in and stuff and at one point I just heard this panic it was honestly like a dog it was like a wolf right and he's like panting and his own Olivier Azam, Olivier Azam who was himself an incredibly physical confrontational player like loved a scrap very very hard guy he was pulling him back, saying, No, Simon, no, Serge, no, Serge, not Simon, Serge, no, Serge, no, 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 and shouting stuff in French because Serge Simon, as far as I could tell, was planning to eat me. He was actually planning to eat me. No gum shield, teeth bared, and they had him around the back of his collar choking him. He was choking himself with veins coming out everywhere, and he was trying to, as far as I could tell, bite my face. He was an absolute psycho to the point where this kicked, and they watched him, yeah. and the referees had a chat. And they came over and said, to, they said, one of you's going to have to go off. We can't have, someone's going to have to go. And they swapped me back to Loosehead then so that Serge couldn't get anywhere near me. And I was, I was a macho. I was only 21. I was saying, I don't need to swap over. I'll take him on. And the boys were like, don't, mate. Don't, you'll lose that. I remember, um, I was really young at Saras and Zinga Twigamala. Oh, yeah. Yeah, pointing at me, growling. Like that. Growled at you? Yeah. And he was, he was like ahead of his time, wasn't he? You know, in terms yeah. of yeah, the yeah. back being that powerful yeah. and that that strong, and honestly, you you couldn't you couldn't tackle him. You know, if you went high, he would just fend you off. If you went low, he'd bounce you off. And I'd have a couple of goes at tackling him, and I actually did tackle him. Um, but yeah. you know, when he gets so low and they bounce you, and you just rock back. Yeah, he just bounced me. I rock right back. He's only gone and tripped over me then, hasn't he, on his way through? Happy days. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Happy days. Down. Have that, mate. They all really count. Give me, give me whiplash. They all count. You see, at the weekend, you won't have seen it because you're busy. Um, Maro Otoji came back for Sarri's played pretty well um, yeah. Falatau was by the way unreal he was, was that he? good unreal Brilliant. he carried the ball 19 times for 120 metres or something crazy like that oh, just good. insane like he's yeah. so under the radar so good Maro Otoji carried the ball flat and straight into Nathan Cat, who can hit yeah. and he's a strong boy and he's good enough to play for England in fact a year from now if he stays fit for the next year he will be playing for England he's very very good um he uh, he bounced off Nathan Cat twice. Nathan Cat came back at him twice, and Cat is a seriously tough dude. Like he's a pretty he's a lovely bloke, but a pretty mean hombre. Yeah. He won't like that, but he will laugh about it still. 
but it was like that was serious power from Marrow, serious power because he's everyone thinks Marrow's enormous because he's so good. He's not enormous. He's quite big. Yeah. But that was mega power. Um, last question, shall we? Last question, uh, David Woodcock. <laughs> Woody. Woodcock, brilliant, Woody. absolutely brilliant. Um, did you ever say? Did you ever tell anyone, Shanks, what happened to Ollie Smith? We did, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Oh, I saw him at the weekend as well. Did and, you? And uh, Will Skinner. Skinned, great guy. Yeah, yeah. Well, we yeah. say that about everyone. We don't like everyone. There are some real dicks about, but uh, Will Skinner they, is not nah, one. Of them. They were, they were, you know, tailored shorts, of course, deck they were. shoes. Yeah, Ralph Rampolo. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Glasses up, uh, yeah. collars up. Skins works out there now, doesn't he? Or something? I'm not sure. Um, yeah. Saw them back up, but yeah, saw them both. Um, Ollie Phillips, no, what did I say? Ollie Smith, sorry, is coaching at Barking. Barking. We have done this. No, we haven't. Haven't we? I, fa- I found out. But I forgot to mention. Oh, you let down. He's now coaching a barking. Went okay. some options. Got a few different things in the pipeline. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, that's what he's doing right now. Um, okay. I mean, if anyone's got any other questions about what ex players are doing now, I will do my best to find out. Yeah, and you can um, you can contact us in these ways: email contact at flatsandshanks.com. Have I yeah. made that up? Is that right? No, yeah. Contact at, contact at flatsandshanks.com we actually get quite a lot of emails through so keep them coming yeah we do actually um, um, go on our twitter account which is at flatsandshanks facebook flatsandshanks uh, and the other yeah. thing is there's another no thing. that's it um, we just need a, we oh. just need reviews so keep reviewing or on iTunes, iTunes positively and yeah. as we said before we are and we don't want to go too far but we are willing to slaughter people physically who don't say nice things about us so there are ways and means to find out and I went to school with an IT nerd who built a company and sold it for loads of money so I can get him to find out. His name's Summit and he's a great guy and he will find out where you live, okay? Um, this week, Tom, I've got a, I've got a winter barbecue to prepare for, okay? I've got a lot of mates coming over. Nice. You can come if you want. Um, I think I've invited you, yeah, actually. Yeah, it's on Saturday. I can't. I've got to take some customers to the Blues game. The Doing some media stuff, yeah? I think they're pre- yeah, loads of media, mate. Always. Yeah. The face for it. Yeah. I've got a couple of Christmas parties this week as well. Oh, nice. And then I'm off to Cobra Rugby Club, part of NatWest something or other nice yeah nice it's not something or other um, it's I've done a bit of work for NatWest okay yeah put that in there yeah. DHL NatWest yeah such a slut um, right I'm just doing it for the love of the game I've got a, I'm not doing oh if, we, if we're plugging people yeah you're plugging people that have actually paid you to do some work like NatWest and DHL I'm going to plug someone who hasn't paid me and who I've just given money to for product but they're really really good I've, I've just this morning before you arrived I was on the armchair you might have seen me I was ordering my box of meat for my winter barbecue nice. this weekend I do use a local butcher as well it's really really good in town near me yeah. but I've ordered a shed load of meat like basically a farm's worth yeah. um, from a place called Field and Flower they sponsor I think they sponsor the Egg Chaser boys actually Okay. I think they sponsor them they don't sponsor us yet um, yeah mm. um, one day maybe but some good meat coming um, so we'll let you know all about the Christmas barbecue next week. Yeah. Hope you enjoy. Goodbye. Ta-da. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.